0: This episode is brought to you by the Moonery Collective, where science meets magic. They have a variety of amazing hand-poured manifestation coconut soy butter candles using only essential oils. It's gentle enough for your skin. They also have herbal teas, tinctures, lotions, and potions for all of your ritual needs. Shop online at themoonerycollective.com or at the Golden Mercantile Co-op, located in beautiful downtown Golden, Colorado. woman owned micro-batch, herbally crafted, and always witchy. Use promo code WITCHYWOO for 15% off your online purchase. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the.moonery. Bye-bye. Hey Mugworts, welcome to Wormwood and Witches, a podcast all about the strange and unusual.
1: (laughs) Tally and Erica invite witches and weirdos
0: from all backgrounds to the conversation of the mystic and divine. Come fly with us on this journey as we explore ritual, magic, and the peculiar. Hosted
1: by Anchor, you can find us on all of your favorite streaming platforms.
0: You can also find us on Facebook at Wormwood and Witches Podcast or Instagram at Wormwood and Witches. Hi, Erica.
1: Hi.
0: How are you? I'm doing fabulous. Yeah. So I
1: saw on... Nope. That's my witchy woo. Shush Uh? Shush. (laughs) she's like i already know what you're gonna say she has them reading my mind lately so she's like so we have a quick few announcements before we get into our witchy woos um we have our giveaway slash contest um as you've seen from our instagram post uh send us your scary stories we've already got some and keep them coming because they're looking amazing right now we originally Posted the date of the 23rd but um tally and I are gonna be kind of busy a little bit this weekend so and to be able to sort through them all and whatnot so um we figure we would give you guys till maybe the 27th like so that Sunday to... Ooh,
0: what about the 28th that's the last or the day 28th we'll, last we'll day just make it
1: Monday. Monday we'll make it the last day <laughs> why not February
0: and In it doesn't have to be super super scary or anything either it can be any like weird
1: yeah just encounter
0: or whatever
1: yeah weird spooky doesn't have to be like super scary funny
0: yeah a funny spooky
1: sometimes it does happen sometimes you think it's like a creepy shadow thing in the corner and you just realize that it's a pile of clothes that you've been afraid of Um,
0: yeah I hate that (laughs) Totally. Yeah. I scare myself every night with that. (laughs) So, um, so yeah,
1: send them in by the 28th. So you can send them in via, if you want to DM them on our Instagram page that can work, but I know Instagram gets a little funky with the amount of characters sometimes in a message. So we highly recommend just going ahead and typing it out and sending that puppy on in. To wormwoodandwitches at gmail.com. So and uh Tally's made something super special for the winner. So
0: do we say? Um, should we say? No, it should
1: be a surprise. Okay. <laughs> it's a good one though. Okay. Everybody, whoever the winner is, will be super stoked. I saw this funny meme the other day. It's just like I tried to ask the universe and manifest um, for, for more money and like abundance. And then I just got booked for a 16 hour shift and that's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel like sometimes it's like, you gotta be very specific. No that. doubt. That
0: is funny. <laughs> that is pretty I was like, that's
1: how it would work out, especially with 2022. <laughs> totally. <laughs> the rate things are going.
0: No doubt. So do you have a yeah. witchy woo? are we done with announcements? Sorry.
1: Yeah. That was the only announcement. Send us your stories and send us, uh, send them in via Gmail. And on top of that, the top three people get to, if they want to, a couple of people said that they're like a little shy and they're like, here's my story, but I'm, you guys can read it on air if it's the top pick. So, uh, you don't have to, we, we should, mentioned that it's optional if you want to read it on the on air but that's like kind of like also part of, part the, of the prize
0: yeah so, if you want it but yes. no pressure We'll not
1: force you to do like um so yeah witchy woos do you want to go first
0: um sure i asked you but that's cool <laughs>
1: which i mean my witchy woos pretty simple that i got to go skate with you yesterday and got to go ski today. And then I got whacked in the head
0: so that was chairlift.
1: So when- if I die tonight, I'm haunting everybody who listens to this podcast.
0: Do you have a, do you think you have a concussion? No, because I'm a smart person and I wear my helmet. Oh, so. good. Good job. So what she means by yesterday and today is Sunday, we went skating and Monday is the day that we record. So she got hit today, Monday, the day so we record.
1: If, if, if there's a big announcement on Tuesday, tomorrow.
0: <laughs> R.I.P.
1: Uh, <laughs> Erica died perhaps like Bob Saget. So.
0: Oh, God.
1: Oh, God. Too soon. Be hanging out with Danny Tanner. It was kind of more embarrassing than anything. I just, <laughs> we were at Loveland and it's, they have like really steep um areas in which you get off the lift
0: yeah like, the i hate exit. that and
1: so uh my teeny tiny little body was not like apparently didn't want to eject itself from the seat and so i kind of <laughs> just like was trying to like frantically push myself off as i could see the the you know seat swinging around and so i finally like got off but the the drop was so steep that i kind of just kind of like fell probably i don't know like six inches it wasn't very far but it was like a a good tumble and then like as i was falling the seat came around and i'm like whacked me in <laughs> on the side of the head <laughs> and I like have- i'm up there where there's freaking blacks and everything and it's just like expert terrain i'm like do i belong up here <laughs> Uh,
0: I have a similar ish story ages ago. When, um, when I first moved here, like 20 years ago, I was learning how to snowboard coming from Texas. Never had snowboarding is
1: also, can I commend you for that? Having tried it? (laughs) It's fucking hard.
0: Well, yeah, it's a really hard learning curve, but then once you, once you achieve a goal, it's like a, a stair step. You have to, Mm -hmm. once you've achieved it, you're pretty good at it. And then it's time for the next learning curve. Yeah. But, uh, so I was kind of in my early days of learning how to snowboard. And because my daddy was my only friend here at the time, <laughs> he would take me, uh, snowboarding. Now I'm an adult. I'm in my twenties. I'm like 28 and learning for the first time. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of, he's teaching me. He had never been on a snowboard either, but he skied all his life. So he kind of had that like, balance and, and things down and he had a learning curve too, but he understood it a lot faster than I did having never been on sk- skis or snowboard before. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was, <laughs> Oh, what happened? I got hung up. So getting, Oh, this is what happened. <laughs> this is what happened. So we were and like getting onto the chairlift and, and-
1: so for people who don't snowboard, by the way, one foot is usually in the bindings. Yes. And one foot is out of the binding.
0: So the board like, kind so, of dangles.
1: Yeah. Like, so your board dangles, uh, when you're on the lift, sorry, I just no, like, that's because a- I can first see where this is probably.
0: going. Uh-huh. So this is your, that was a good description because so as you're getting in onto the chairlift, and I don't remember where we were, I think it was Monarch or Ski Cooper. I want to say it was one of the smaller, older uh places, not like Breckenridge or anything. And um so when you get in, it kind of uh sinks down for a second before it takes off. Mm-hmm. And there's a little mound right there, too. <clears throat> And my, the tip of my snowboard caught the, this little like snow mound as it dipped down and it catapults me off the chairlift, like right away. And my dad is looking over like what the hell just happened. And so now there's at least like, I don't know, a six foot drop as it's starting to take off. And My dad just totally military maneuver. Ducks, like tucks down, rolls, and jumps off the chairlift to see what happens. Oh my God. (laughs) The rest of the day, we were like the laughing stock of. All of the entire place oh <laughs> to where every time we would come back on, they would literally stop the chairlift for us to get on, and it was so embarrassed, but it was it was hilarious. It you know? happens, man. Like we weren't injured, so it was fine. <laughs> snowboards are fucking hard
1: on the the ski chairlifts, and like,
0: well, that's I mean, how I when broke I my ankle. I had skis popping off, so yeah. don't feel bad. Uh, I mean, I ended up breaking my ankle 10 years ago, getting off the chairlift because of the ankle that stays on the board yeah. and the rest of my body just twisted up. But that was because a skier that hopped on, um, at the last second, like clipped my board as he was leaving. And oh. so it made me like twist up and fall.
1: Yeah. Damn, so I was in I the center to the- today too. Cause like. The chairs are not that big sometimes. So, like,
0: no, yeah, like, you're packed in.
1: Yeah. Sometimes you're like boards and skis and everything just kind of get intermingled. And no matter how much you try to situate yourself to like when you're like exiting,
0: like, it's definitely <laughs> I feel
1: like I almost killed Dan today.
0: <laughs> it's definitely preferred to have skiers together and boarders together because it yeah. just is less messy. Yeah. Does he board Dan?
1: He does. He boards and I ski. So, but I, I I learned snowboarding air quotations here. I never learned to successfully get off the lift with a a snowboard. So it was more just like falling off the lift all the time. And then I could at least kind of make my way down, but skiing is much more pleasurable. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. But what's your witchy woo?
0: Uh, that it's it's finally happening with my moonery business that uh, in about a month um, the storefront that i'll be in will be open so if you're in the in golden or in the denver area come check out the golden mercantile co-op on 1208 washington Heck yeah. yeah right absolutely. in the
1: heart of downtown Golden, Colorado.
0: Wee-hoo. Yeah. Wee. So it'll be great. There's going to be a whole lot of makers in there, creatives, artisans. There's food, there's a whole bunch of stuff. So, um, and I'm lucky to be one of them and I'm nervous and excited. And I just ordered this gigantic, like industrial size candle melter it's for i want you to call it a cauldron <laughs> i do too but it's but it's so industrial it's like metal it's an industrial silver. sized cauldron yeah. well and it can hold like 65 pounds of wax or something like that too like oh, yeah so just to prepare hopefully hopefully i use it all the time <laughs> so uh that means that means it would be good business but yeah. So I'm super excited about that. And the cool part is the remodel on the inside, which is what's been taking so long. Um, they uncovered this historic glass that's been covered up for year, like, I don't know, 50 years probably. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think it was was oh it gosh. covered up by like brick or something. Yeah, or? I think so. I don't, I don't know. I just, I didn't, I don't remember what it looked like before, because it was just, you know, you see something all the time and you don't pay attention, but yeah, when they were stripping it away, they discovered it. And it was from like 1908 to 1918, I think is a photo that the owner Tina found and she has it up on the window. It's really cool. That is cool. Yeah. That's
1: very exciting. It's like archaeology, too.
0: I know. It's yeah. like, oh my God, I, I was almost. Were meant excited. to be in the space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really excited. Come check it out. Tentative opening date is March 26th. Are you guys going to have like an opening party when it gets yeah. closer to time? Yeah. That be yeah.
1: Maybe for spring, just in time for spring.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When Maybe our, evening. when it gets
1: snowiest.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. But it doesn't really
1: feel like spring, uh, in Colorado because yeah. there's snow on the ground.
0: Yeah. But it melts all the time.
1: So do you want to tell people about today's topic or uh, so? Yeah. We had such high hopes y'all. We, we really did.
0: High... It, it, I think this
1: just is like brings to light a lot of. Yeah. Issues.
0: Well, and it's, you know it's two white girls saying this which is what everybody else who isn't is like yeah yeah, yeah. that's what that's yeah i'm glad you just now discovered this that this is an issue um yeah. so we were hoping um for black history month to celebrate historical black witches um in a beyond positive like, in a positive way
1: yeah and beyond just like the uh, mainstream, if you will, like the what the more well known witches mm-hmm. like Tituba and um, Madame Marie Laveau. Right. Uh, we were just hoping to highlight some other, maybe lesser known, but like historical uh, Black witches.
0: But- and failed because lo and behold, there's not a lot of information out there. We searched, uh, we could be wrong in our search, but it, the, we were really excited about this episode and then it just ended up being just such a depressing thing. And like, do we even want to do this? But we decided to do it because it should be talked about that it, it shouldn't be this difficult to find mm-hmm. celebrated women or men or non-binary or whatever you choose, um, yeah, just like non-mainstream
1: like yeah. witchcraft, like yeah. when you're looking at it, and I've both Tally and I felt that it was pulling a little like tooth and nail to a certain degree, just because also academia is such a gatekeeper in certain. Yeah aspects because we would, I mean, we did find some information. It wasn't like, it's still pretty sparse. It's not, you know, like when you type in what crystals do I use for, you know, self-love and you come up with like Google gives you a gajillion, um, resources. There's not a whole lot, um, available when you, when you try to Google, just like you know, African American historical witches or something to that effect. There are some JSTOR and academic articles, but those are also when you're out of school or out of an academic, like academia related position in life. um, Those are not, you can't, you can't get into those resources. You can't access those resources. So um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I will say I was excited about one, the, the one main source that I was using for today. So,
0: Oh, good. We should get into it.
1: Yeah. So, um, my main source today, uh, is a very new book, uh, which is great. Um, so it's called which, uh, Witch Queens voodoo spirits and hoodoo saints by Denise Alvarado, a guide to magical New Orleans. And she also has a book about, uh, Marie Laveau as well, but she has several chapters in this book. Um, the one that I just mentioned, she has several chapters covering different, um, voodoo and hoodoo, uh, saints, I guess is, is, kind of the the gist that I got from it um so she talks about uh Annie Christmas the daughter of the Mississippi River which I really liked that she's kind of more like a voodoo lore she there's it's kind of unsure of whether she slash they uh was a real person it's kind of cool because she's like non-binary in the way that oh uh, sources are written about them. Hmm. Um, and so she, she mentions uh, several, both male, female, and non-binary individuals. Um, and then also talks about other uh, people of color. So uh, indigenous people. And then she does cover uh, Marie Laveau and some other uh, pop more mainstream or, or popular um people in his new orleans history with voodoo mm-hmm. which i did not realize also that um she distinguishes between the the written word of voodoo in the sense of like i've always known it as like V O O D O O, and that's like the very um what's the word that i'm trying to say uh Touristy way. That's mm-hmm. like tourism, specifically with tourism. But like African voodoo is like V O U D O U, I believe. Um, so she, it's cool because she distinguishes between a bunch of the different spellings and what that means. Um, and so, yeah, so she talks about not just females, which was great. Yeah. Uh, just highlighting a lot of um, important figures and saints within, within voodoo culture. So I decided to uh, focus on one that caught my eye besides um, Annie Christmas was Betsy. And I'm hoping, I try to look at the pronunciation of her last name, um, Apparently that last name is of Spanish and Argentinian descent. So that's the, uh, the pronunciation that I'm going with. But anyways, Betsy was a voodoo queen that lived in New Orleans during the 1850s. Um, and she was actually born in around 1810. So she was around Forty or in her forties at this time, when she was actually persecuted because uh, she encouraged the unlawful assemblage of slaves. So she was gathering both slaves and um, African American people. Uh, and I like how they they quoted them as curious uh, white people. Who were interested in voodoo in New Orleans at the time because white people were were some people were interested in it um and would go to the meetings but she was persecuted uh because she was basically having these gatherings um wait, where... she was enslaving people or she no was... no it was so like so wait what <laughs> slate like other people who were slaves like so oh yeah so the assemblage of slaves
0: Yeah. I understand that. I just, I misunderstood what you had said. It sounded like you said that that she was enslaving people. (laughs) i like, wait, what? That didn't make sense. But yeah. Okay. Um,
1: so she was, uh, advocating basically for her right to practice, uh, her grandmother's, uh, African religion, essentially. Mm -hmm. And her, her, grandmother came from the Congo area. And so a lot of um, the author's sources are from reports written in the Times Biscayne newspaper uh, from the 1850s. And uh, so voodoo during this time was touted as, you know, quote unquote, primitive and acknowledged to possess biological warfare in the form of poisons and any link to voodoo was to was considered criminal hmm. so uh betsy did not have a lot going for her in the eyes of the new orleans folk i guess so uh So Toledano was charged for, again, gathering slaves in her home and performing voodoo. And she contended, it was great because uh, according to the newspaper, she kind of was a stout lady, according to the newspapers, and didn't give quite two shits about what the court system had to say. Sure. Uh, And so she was saying, like, there's nothing wrong with me practicing my grandmother's religion, and that we were only singing songs, and there's There's no, like, ill will. So they brought in, um, you know, pieces of evidence, as they said. Uh, So visuals accounts said that there was, like, visuals of their own voodoo saints on the walls. And there were beads and goblets and shells, Mm
0: -hmm. seashells
1: and horse hair, of which Bessie had to say, like, she explained what some of these um, I guess artifacts or amulets or whatever you want to call them were. So for example, one of them, I think was like a, like pebbles and they were to keep the house from like getting hit by lightning. I don't know if that's a common occurrence in new Orleans, but could be, (laughs) Uh, uh, so, uh, she had reasons for some of them. Some of them she, she didn't, um, which was great because the, well, Not great for her, but uh, interesting in the sense that the author had mentioned that through her research, there are some voodoo spirits, uh, such as the Shango or Oya that um, utilize shells or like the bead, these like multicolored glass beads and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. um, she she's kind of like her own archeologist and researcher. Uh, so I thought that was really cool. Um, and unfortunately Betsy's fate is not known because Mm. it was basically said that, okay, you're going to be jailed until we, you know, pass like whatever, uh, not arraignment, but like what, like, what your punishment is, and so, like, after that, there's, like, no newspaper articles about, like, whatever happened to her, so I can only imagine that it did not fare well for her as an African-American voodoo, uh, no, in uh, 1850, in New Orleans, in 1850, yeah, so, but I thought that was really, uh, an interesting, segment from, from that book. The book is really good. I highly suggest it to anybody who wants to read it and learn more about voodoo or hoodoo and like significant, um, people within, uh, history that are related to that, or also she covers some saints, uh, mm-hmm. voodoo saints in there. So,
0: but what yeah. was it called again?
1: So the book, um, is called Witch Queens, Voodoo Spirits and Hoodoo Saints by Denise Alvarado, A Guide to Magical New Orleans. Nice. So, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed, like, I was just picking and choosing um, the stories that I wanted to read out of there, but yeah, I mean, I'm definitely highly interested in the ones that I haven't gotten around to. So the Annie Christmas one was definitely <laughs> reminded me of my, my sister a little bit because she's just this um, non-binary, not that my sister she identifies as she, her, or her pronouns. But anyways, like my sister works out on the Colorado River and she's a a sassy woman, and so is the lore of Annie Christmas, and it just, like, I just could foresee my sister very similarly in the same position that, so supposedly Annie Christmas um, uh, had, like, she was a farrier on the Mississippi River, and uh, apparently is also a voodoo saint. I don't know the connection, but uh, she's a voodoo saint and could, like, drink anybody out from underneath the table, apparently. Mm. And she was just, like, very boisterous and loud and gave zero shits. And nice. I was just like, I really hope this person existed in real life, because...
0: Kind of sounds, it sounds like all of us. Of yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> But, nice. Yeah. Was that the was that the only one you want to share? Now it sounds really like a cool book. Like just it read the whole really book exact. to us. That
1: was the only one that I had like more specific notes written about. So. yeah like but f- I highly suggest anybody who wants to read it. It was if and going back to like pulling tooth and nails, uh trying to find resources, like this surprisingly, did not like show up immediately in my google search results hmm. and like i even like looked it was i think it came up when i was looking at my local library and i was just like oh like why is this well, is exactly what i was like googling <laughs> that's that's, a, that's good
0: up. yay for libraries
1: yeah and i will say to more in mainstream Uh, pop culture because there is like kind of this main article that keeps showing up of uh, like black witches and mainstream uh, pop culture witchcraft Mm -hmm. Uh, Rachel True who uh, was one of the characters in the 90s film The Craft Mm -hmm. um, she actually has her own tarot cards and is like a she practices tarot and, and oh that's tarot, right which i thought was really fucking cool and i was yeah. just like hell yes like i think her character's name is Rachel and in, in, in the craft yeah. so um you want to yeah, hear something has, like, her own set of like she created her own tarot deck that has like non-binary mm. uh people of color yeah like diff- like not your stereotypical tarot cards so i, I finally
0: that was- watched that entire movie from start to finish like uh i don't know probably 3 or 4 months ago oh my god i know i miss i knew it when it came out obviously i you know was in the right age group it was definitely a movie i wanted to see never got around to it i i've seen bits and pieces you know if it's on but not start to finish
1: The movie is so fucking good. Yeah. I, love
0: it. I mean, it's a little cheesy now, <laughs> like going just, back,
1: I but... watch it any day, anytime. Oh,
0: for sure. I, I would definitely it. watch it again, but it was funny that it, that it was just only recently that I watched it in its entirety for the first time, even though I know the movie, I know the lines. I know, mm-hmm. you know, like all that we are the weirdos and, you know, mister and all that, but it was just funny that I had never seen it from all these pop culture
1: references. And then like, you're like, Oh, I finally just saw it all the way through. Yeah, Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause I would see all of that or pop in the middle of it or the end or something or the beginning. And I didn't have time to watch it. So. Um, yeah a little embarrassing tidbit but I did huh. watch it finally fully and
1: you like it and it's all yeah. good
0: yeah I mean of course and the music and everything but um well let's it, it's,
1: I will say like and what a good movie it is too just in the sense that it talks about really heavy topics too about like suicide and yeah. uh mental health and yeah. rape yeah honestly. like things that I think pop culture try to shy away from. And then maybe in like the nineties and two thousands it finally got around to like, I don't know, talking
0: about things that actually happen,
1: things that happen in real life, That yeah. you know, especially in, in high school years, like, and also bullying, like, yeah, it's insane. That movie covers so much when you think about it. <laughs>
0: it, it does in a way that you aren't, it's not, Well, it is in your face in some things, but, um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty crazy how, how they, how they cover the topics.
1: Yeah. Do Um, we want to take a quick commercial break?
0: Yeah. So I found an article, um, let's see, where is it? Doo, doo, doo. I haven't entirely read, like I skimmed through, so I'll admit that, but um, just to go back to how people are portrayed, um, this is a variety magazine, I don't know, what are, what are they called on the inter- interwebs? Are they still called magazines? Just articles? Um it yeah, is I guess great. articles. Article, yeah.
1: I would still go with you because variety is a uh, it is a real magazine.
0: I thought so. I don't know. Yeah. But this was published on October 30th in 2020 by Brianna Bell, and it is titled How Hollywood Has Failed Black Witches According to Real Black Witches. So uh, you know, it's either them dying or them being the evil ones or them having to give up all of their powers is just kind of how the, the, the basic gist of it, but it's a pretty good article from what I've, um, been able to skim through. Uh, So I highly suggest taking a look at that, uh, because it's very true. That's basically how they are portrayed and that sucks and it needs to stop and the more we talk about it and the more we realize it and open our eyes to that we can make a change hopefully sooner than later but what i'm going to focus on hopefully a little bit more positive um none of them have I've, i didn't get any of their permission <laughs> So hopefully it's okay, but, uh, some pe- shout outs, is yeah. that
1: like, that's what we'll call this. It's a shout
0: out. Yeah. It's a shout out. I would love to interview every single person. So that would be really great. If, if that ends up happening at some point, one, we will, uh, end up having on our, uh, show soon, hopefully soon, sometime this year soon uh but a it few will people
1: have in 2022
0: yeah oh yeah it is 22 isn't it uh but a few people that we follow on instagram and uh i'm still learning tiktok so i'm i'm sure there's plenty more there but i just don't really know how to navigate it just yet so uh this is mostly what i found on instagram and who We've been following one person lives in Denver and she goes by Naja Lightfoot and her Instagram handle is the same. She is an author of Good Juju Mojo's Rights and Practices for the Magical Soul. I own that book and uh, I've, I've thumbed through it. I have not entirely read it yet. Because, but, but you know what's funny is every time I travel, I take it with me. Nice. Every, every single time. I don't know why it like feels good. I don't know. Like it's protecting me or something. Oh. Uh, right. Well, yeah.
1: And definitely, like, I think there's something to be said. Like, sometimes, like, you don't read a book cover to cover. Like, you know, yeah. but like the fact of being able to pick and choose the points of where you read. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what I've been doing equally important. I feel like,
0: yeah, absolutely. Uh, and she just came out with another one called powerful juju goddess music and magic for comfort, guidance, and protection. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so I don't own that one yet. And then this person is super popular. So, She really needs no introduction, but Empress Karen Rose, Mm. her handle is Empress Karen M Rose, and they own Sacred Vibes Apothecary in Brooklyn, New York, um, has a lot of really cool Instagram, um, lessons and just really cool content. And she is also the author, author of the art and practice of spiritual herbalism, which is the next book I'm purchasing because of course it has all the things that I like. They're like herbalism. <laughs> yeah. And, um, she's also been fe- featured in several magazines, like the New York times and allure. She's super popular on Instagram. So, um, I'm sure people are like, really, that's who you could come up with. But yeah, exactly. Like, it's so hard to find people. Well, yeah,
1: like, and it's, it's nice that, to see that at least things are coming to life and they're being able to tap back into roots of magic because obviously magic does not, like, it's for everybody, oh, right?
0: Oh, yeah. And so sure.
1: it's nice to see that there's kind of this, like, Revitalization and revolution of African American or Black witches, however you identify, right. um, being able to take hold of that power again. So uh,
0: there's also the Glamour Witch, and their handle is the Glamour Witch LA, and uh, she has a lot of really great uh, content as well, virtual workshops. And makes manifestation candles. Oh, yeah! There was a. I wonder if it's happened already. It either happens, it either happened this past weekend, or it's happening next weekend. But it's a workshop on how to. It was really cool when I saw this because it's something that I I'm interested in doing is how to read your plants and the plants will tell you if you're under a psychic attack and Mm -hmm. uh, what crystals to use for those plants. And I thought what was interesting was I have crystals in some of my plants and I feel like, and it it wasn't just because I thought it was pretty. Mm -hmm. Something just told me to put this specific crystal in this specific plant that's cool. I know. And I, once I saw that, I, I, uh, left a comment and I said, that is really, that's really awesome. But also like, Whoa, I feel like maybe that was happening, but I don't know why Mm -hmm. or what they're saying. So now I need to look up, you know, maybe those crystals to see what they're all about and why I put them in these particular plants. Cause it wasn't, it wasn't just, Oh, I don't know. Just sh- toss it in, in the dirt. It's fine. Like it yeah, felt it like it like really
1: actual yeah. con- like connection.
0: Yeah. Something was making me do that. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I thought that was pretty neat. I'm really interested in, in taking that class and I don't remember how to pronounce her name. It spelled Alyssa, but I think She says, Alicia, I'm not sure, but her her Instagram handle is Hara healing. She is also out of Denver and has a lot of wonderful content on her account. And she creates raking infused candles and jewelry. And I've bought a candle from her, um, a while back, probably a year or two ago. It was like how your garden grows. I believe is the candle that I purchased from her and she's local. She would be a good one to have on too. She, I absolutely love her voice. Like she should be, um, it's very, uh, soothing to me. And so I feel like she would be really great on, um, you know, like a calm app or insight timer just <laughs> before bed, like read me a bedtime story. Like, are you
1: also a meditation teacher?
0: Yeah. Uh, she might, uh, you know what I, she might be actually. And you know, if she's just raking infused stuff, she's into all that. So, um, that's probably where that calming, soothing voice comes in. Yeah. And then last but not least, uh, my personal friend who, I love to call my much, much, much older sister (laughs) is, uh, her name is Nunu and she goes by her handle is psychic Nunu and you on Instagram. Her account recently got hacked. So she had to change her name. So go follow her, send her a lot of love.
1: That's a bummer that our account got hacked.
0: Totally. Which seems to be happening. And I don't know if it's happening all across the board, but it just seems to be happening in kind of the herbalism, witchy world, but maybe it's happening on everyone's account. Like it's kind of out of control at this point. Um, yeah.
1: It's great. You really do need to crack down on things.
0: They do because it's because they're taking people's money, you know, thinking, yeah, but, um, So give her a follow psychic Nunu and you, we're going to have her on sometime this year. She's also an incredible singer. Um, I don't think she sings much anymore. So maybe we should encourage her to do that. Uh, yeah. So, and she's, um, a psychic and reads tarot cards. Um, and she's also, I think I've, I've touched up on it a little bit where, and when she's on the show, we'll, we'll actually talk about it, but that I had to stop doing readings with her because it got too close. Like it's too me. real, man. I mean, it, it actually, it really happened. It was, it was crazy. It was like, whoa, we both need to step back because she knows me so well that, um, she was too close to the situation mm-hmm. and it was, it, it's it, as much as I'm like, Meh, I mean, maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. I was like, Holy shit. Kind of the same thing of me not touching a Ouija board again mm-hmm. <laughs> was kind of like that same situation, just a little less scary, but that's crazy. Yeah. There was some, we did some, she not only did that, but we did some like voodoo Magic with it, and oh. it—it was—it got real intense real quick, and we both decided that, that we shouldn't.
1: That's crazy. Yeah,
0: it was pretty crazy. I'd love to have her on at some point. Just need to nail her down so and we'll get yeah. a get a date from her. But yeah, she'd be a she'd be a blast I, to have. I,
1: I would look forward to that interview together.
0: Yeah, I mean so. she's. She's the evil older sister, I like to say. <laughs> is it
1: that she, she tells you the things that you don't want to hear or.
0: No, but... just bad. You know, <laughs> we used to call ourselves scheming and conniving. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> nice. But yeah, no, she's great. I love her a lot. So that is what I have. Um, it's short but you know we we jabber a lot and we can always make this into an hour for sure yeah Uh, and I
1: I will say like I did find with that Rachel True um when she was played not Rachel Rochelle um right right Mm uh the uh the news source that I got from that is like an NBC news article and it talks about uh more in-depth like highlights kind of like how this episode is rolling out um with uh black witches and witchcraft and the occult and I guess there is a a book which I had looked this up when I was doing my research by Yvonne P. Chereau Uh, she's a professor and chair of the religion department at Swarthmore College Um, She has a book from 2003 called black magic religion and african american conjuring tradition Uh, so i remember i was trying to see if my library had it uh which they did not so again academia not being very accessible when you're just trying to research things as a layman right um Hmm. So she had some neat things to say in that article. Um, so we we'll, we can link all this stuff yeah. in the show notes for everybody. Absolutely. But it's as Kelly and I had kind of mentioned at the beginning of the episode, sorry, we're late to the game to understand your, you know, people call it like, I think we always like knew, but when you're actually trying to research like historical black witches or like what does witchcraft look like for black witches now yeah and it's just so hard to find information uh I want to deeply apologize from the both of us that we are now like late to the game and we're like oh we get it like yeah <laughs> I feel like it was more like definitely a light bulb going off like I'm like no wonder why communities marginalized communities who want to tap into. You know that whatever ancestry work that they are root grassroot uh connections with magic that they want to work with and it's so fucking hard right no information
0: out there right right or we've stolen it from them yeah and kept and claimed it as ours which is complete bullshit too so yes so well, well i was trying to end on a more positive note but there's erica bringing it back down again <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> I know we're sorry. I like, know. Yeah. Well, yeah, we can't it. we gotta do more than apologize. We gotta rise up and change this shit.
1: Yeah. So well, hopefully we'll be able to bring on some of these uh creators with a um yeah. interview episode in the future. So
0: yeah, but until then keep gazing into the unknown yay send Woo! us in your
1: stories bye yes yeah, send us your stories